0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: It is episode 373 of the Spanish Announce Table. Uh, I'm back. Tom flew solo last week, did a great job doing so, I might add, and all is well. And no, no breaks in your podcast listenership yeah, or enjoyment. Solo and so, yeah, did a we're great good. Job doing so I might add Get some feedback here in my headphones, Almost but good.
0: go ahead, Tom. How are no, you? No I am doing well. I tell you what, it's another great Thursday in Kansas city, another snowy, uh, wintry mix to approach the weekend and everything was good. Uh, great, fantastic episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, we also got some uh, Elimination Chamber bullshit to talk about. And then, obviously, we got some news. I tell you what, the news never stops in this wacky world. And we've got it for you. And it is going to be fun to talk about because I got some hot takes. Tim's got some hot takes. Uh, we got some praise. We got some disses. It's all going to be in here on this episode of the Spanish yeah. announce Table. I'm and excited so- for Without any further ado, let's get right to informing your ass with the mother-loving news.
1: Uh, I didn't have time to come up with fun headlines for this one, so we're just going to read the news. The Undertaker will be the headliner for this year's WWE Hall of Fame during the annual WrestleMania week celebration. The New York Post broke the news this week, which was quickly confirmed by WWE and of course, you know, they did all of their packages, and I, I think the moment we knew Undertaker said I'm retired, and they were like, Wrestlemania's in Dallas in two years, everybody was like, okay. Or one year, yeah. whatever it was, Everybody's was like, that's where it's going to be. It's going to be the biggest Wrestlemania ever, right? They're going to have, well, maybe. I think they thought they might be able to fill that thing with, mm-hmm. <laughs> with 100,000 plus people, but now they're doing two-for-one sales, C, so, um, I see, so I have no yeah. doubt it'll be full, but whether or not they get a charge you know, a couple hundred bucks a ticket like they have been accustomed to. We'll see.
0: Well, so don't you think the luster is off of Undertaker going to the Hall of Fame? Because pre-pandemic, right, when he was before he did the 10 million interviews, the thing about the hall of fame for undertaker is, would he stay in character? Would he be Mark Calloway? What's Mark Calloway's thoughts on the industry and, you know, his fellow contemporaries and who was his friends. And, you know, we may think there was a Yokozuna and obviously Kane was probably close with him, but like who else? Right. And that was the whole intrigue, at least for me of like undertaker goes into the hall of fame, but, and no, no diss on him, obviously uh, maybe he got paid for some of these interviews, but he just went on a media tour and just was like, here's Mark Calloway. I'm on Joe Rogan. I'm on Pat McAfee. I'm on, uh, this show and that show and here and here and here. And it's like, now he's going into the hall of fame and it's, it's like, I already know what you're going to say. Like, I get it. I've already, I've already heard it. So yeah, we've heard every story, haven't we? I feel like it, right? Like the two ses- sessions of Stone Cold's podcast. Uh, again, he's done the Joe Rogan for two and a half hours. I just feel like yeah. the and whole thing out. is. We might not have
1: heard every story. We haven't heard every story. But I bet the remaining stories are eerily similar right. to the stories we've already heard. Thereby, we've already heard every story. We yeah. discussed and so- this. 90s wrestling, 80s wrestling was very much show up you know uh mentally and physically abuse some young kids uh in the locker room and and and, you know in front of the crowd and then go drink until we get passed out and probably rape and probably do a lot of drugs
0: i i mean yeah not every single wrestler but a a general (laughs) consensus that seems to be like
1: what they were proud of even yeah it seems to be like that's how they you know so i mean look you know we're going to hear the tear stained speech of Mark Calloway and what WWE the WWE meant to
0: him. But but that's the thing. I don't think so. I mm-hmm. think uh, the intrigue was how was he going to be not being the Undertaker talking for a long period of time? And I, we know it, right? He's going to be kind of reserved and a little bit shy, but still be a macho man. And he's going to tell, tell you about, you know, yeah. Yoko and all these mildly humorous corny
1: dad jokes
0: yeah and so it's like the whole thing for me and maybe I'm just speaking for myself but the whole thing for Undertaker going to the hall of fame was one who would induct him because that's still intriguing right and eventually we'll probably get that story but then what would he what would he sound like but the second part he's already done a million times like I'm at to the point now where it's like Undertaker's going to be on filling the name fill in the name broadcast or uh podcast. I'm like, I've already heard it. I know, I know what it's going to be, so I'm good. So uh, I guess now here's the inter- uh, interesting question that I'll pose to you, Tim undertaker, iconic character, everyone within WWE thinks of this guy as like God tier. So do you put him in by himself? Who else would you put in there? What would you do with that? Oh, do you mean
1: like nobody else but the Undertaker goes in this year? Is that kind of yeah, what
0: you're yeah? Would you say? Because because here's the other thing. If you noticed, when they announced Undertaker for Hall of for the Hall of Fame, they also said it's a two for one event. It's gonna be SmackDown and then the Hall of Fame, and SmackDown's two hours. I I can't really see now. They've done WrestleManias for seven hours, so I could see it. But I'm saying like. An event for four hours? Five hours? Well, no, and so I, I think
1: know. a thing they have discussed quite a bit over the years is that they've really struggled in how to tighten up the ship that is the Hall of Fame ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had to send Kane out to fucking scare some people. They've had to like be like, listen, we're going to record this beforehand and chop out half of this shit and it's still too long. And we have floated the concern of, man, you're putting seven, eight people in every year there ain't seven, to eight people each individual year that are right. Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. So it seems like a major knee-jerk reaction to go back to one. Albeit, if you were going to name somebody going into the Hall of Fame from now and the next twenty years, I don't know that you're going to come up with a name bigger than The Undertaker that would warrant the single-person Hall of Fame. So.
0: Also, on top of that, if you paid attention to the announcement on WWE programming, that goddamn uh, highlight package. Uh, I missed a birthday. It was like 12 hours long. So yeah. if just that's like just fucking the entrance. that's what I'm saying. It's like, if that's just the announcement for it, how long are we going to get uh, induction speech? And then, you know, undertaker speech itself. So I think so, it's going to be one. So
1: the other aspect of that is, is we, we said he's kind of reserved and dominion, mm-hmm. you know, in a speech and, and isn't like, isn't a super bragging guy or anything. Um, however, what I have noticed is, He's kind of like that guy who doesn't get to talk to many folks much, and you let him start going, and then he doesn't stop, and right. you're like, "Yeah, man, dude, do you have a point here?" Mm-hmm. And that could happen, and they're not sending Kane out to tell the Undertaker wrap it up, B, right? Like yeah. they're just gonna let him go, and so because be he deserves the it, Undertaker, right? talk right, sure, right? And yeah. I mean, like, who am I to say that he doesn't? Right? Clearly, this man has been. You know, viewed as a god tier person in many facets, both in in-ring and mentorship and just mm-hmm. a, you know, captain of the ship kind of an aspect. So, I mean, uh, clearly this man is who you would think of when you think of a Hall of Fame. We've put in a bunch of people that you fucking get out of here, man. But, yeah, like, this is a, no, you know, no-brainer, obviously. So, it just, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's going to be the most entertaining for me. I think we said, like... Man, the Undertaker made a smart choice all those years in staying kayfabe because, yeah. man, once he did, I was like, oh, I kind of wish he had stayed. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, wish this and, was the first time we got it.
0: And that's that's the thing. But yeah, you know, times passed. But that's decisions not money. Decisions were made. They right. made money.
1: You know what I mean? like yeah. They didn't know if he was gonna live. You know what I mean? Like, we got to cash in on this. If you're actually retired, we're cashing in now. So, you you know what I mean? A lot of times people mm-hmm. who do these kind of things, right? They live on the road. They work constantly. They're, you know, 70 hours dedicated to their crap. Like, once they retire, they die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's they don't know what to do with themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Undertaker doesn't know what to do with himself or anything. I have no clue. Um, but I'm sure they were like, hey, man, you know, if you don't want to retire until Texas, we get it. But, like, we're cashing in on the fucking mm-hmm. Mark Calloway train now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, again— I think the biggest tell for me that it's just going to be Undertaker by himself. And again, I could be wrong, but the two for one, I just don't see a typical yeah. hall of fame is three hours. So that... yeah, even if it's shortened,
1: even if let's say they put three, the other two are just going to be like, yeah. you know, let's say they put a woman in a, in a celebrity, you know, like they're going to be yeah. like, oh, fuck, there's else? nobody to, to match right. that intensity. Now, nobody will match. Nobody will match, but fuck no this isn't even this is like this is like nfl <laughs> hall of famer and your high school state champion is am here to speak you know it would just yeah so maybe you're right maybe it's a hey look man we do too many of these too often if one year we don't even mention it we're just like undertaker and we only do undertaker And anytime anybody asks we'll be like dude undertaker
0: yeah and yeah. you got smackdown and you got a smackdown right. that and leads smackdown, into wrestlemania pal? so whatever yeah. right it's fine now
1: pal we gave you a soda Yeah, I think that's what happens. Yeah. All right, well, then we will move on to the next news story, the next mother-loving news story. AJ Styles signed a new WWE contract this week, according to Fightful Select. Styles' current deal was set to expire prior to summer 2022, and they report that Styles will earn over $3 million a year in base salary and, and have some bus travel accommodations paid for yeah hey look aj styles i i I really am not interested in seeing them anywhere else other than wwe at this point right like he's not gonna go do anything different if he went to say AEW, njpw mlw whatever let's say he came here to you know dynamic wrestling federation he's gonna be aj styles he's gonna be the phenomenal one he's gonna wear those pants he's gonna have some gloves Much in the same vein of Rey Mysterio, who never changed anything. AJ Styles has changed, right? Yeah. But, like, and he he has different, like, he'll be heel, he'll be face, he'll be whatever. But, Mm -hmm. like, the presentation that is AJ Styles is going to be the same. And so I don't want to see him, like, hop to AEW because we've seen all those matches with everybody. He could have a match over there for the most part other than some of the new up-and-comers. And, And like, I just, sure, great. But, like, we've got enough people that can do that over there. Mm -hmm. So, like, this is great. I don't we've said this we don't necessarily like I, if WWE died tomorrow we might find some pleasure in that we think there's horrible people running that company mm-hmm. however we do want two solid promotions running right. that can go head to head and house all of these great wrestlers and you know what I mean I don't want just like all the good people off of WWE it's because like then I will just officially 100% tune out and never watch it so you know what I mean? Like, you know, if that happens, that happens. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But this is a good move. The Kevin Owens, the the Sammy Zanes, the AJ Styles sticking around. There's
0: got to be quality content
1: that they're trying to put out, at least,
0: right? Well, it's specifically for AJ Styles, I like the move for a couple of reasons. One, his age, right? He's in the mid-40s. He's not getting any younger. His style Uh, doesn't lend itself to being something that maybe he does this for 10 more years. Now, he's a phenomenal athlete, pun intended. So maybe he could do it for four or five more years, right? But like, he's at the point of of his career where he doesn't have to prove himself, right? Like when Rusev was in WWE, we kept on thinking like, if only he was given the opportunity to be on top in a promotion. And now he's over in AEW and we're seeing what happens here, right? But with AJ Styles, like, we saw him as the top guy in WWE and in TNA. We saw all the different iterations. Like you said, he's kind of maxed out his character. He's either going to be a fun, smart-ass heel with Amos behind him or something like that, or, you know, the Bullet Club at one time. Or he's going to be the, like, everyday working man uh, champion who, you know, just fights and does the right thing. And so moving that over to AEW... Yeah, he's already done the matches with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and those yeah, sure. guys. Sure, he was so, in that whole Bullet clip storyline. I get it, right. but like everybody but like,
1: fits into that because everybody was in it. Like it right. was right. And so remember when we talked about the NWO I had fuck twenty five thousand members.
0: Yeah, you know and I don't so, need them all. At his age, and I don't know him. Right, I've met him once, and he was very nice to me. But like. He seems like a good person. So I'm glad that $3 million a year being reported is what he's getting. So awesome. And also that should set you up for after this three years. If you choose to retire, you can go do other things. So I like the move. And and again, personally as a fan as well, like you said, I would like to watch WrestleMania. I don't give a shit about these stories because none of them are fucking good. But on the night of WrestleMania, I know AJ Styles versus whoever it is i think the rumor is right now edge right like that's gonna be at least mm-hmm. a watchable match you know what i mean like the yeah. lead up and all that might suck but it's yeah. like hey i'm gonna watch wrestlemania and aj's gonna perform
1: in fact we'll talk about that potential match later in hashtag tweet the table, which is a fun Ooh. interactive segment we like to have with you the listener where you go on twitter and use hashtag tweet the table and tell us what you think about wrestling and we'll read them on the show as i said earlier more on that later but yeah i mean hey Good for AJ Styles and good for getting some travel paid for. That's probably the largest, like, chunk out of their pay, right? Probably not even taxes. It's probably is their travel that they have to self, you know what I mean, care for. And is he getting a bus?
0: Is that what they said?
1: It said some bus travel accommodations paid for.
0: Here's my thing. And look, I'm all for anyone traveling comfortably, especially when you do a job like professional wrestling that is hard on your body. The only thing I'm curious about... Is where are all these buses fucking parking every week? Because you come to Kansas City, you go to the T Mobile Center, the parking is at a premium. Yeah,
1: they can only fit a couple buses on the side of that thing.
0: That's what I'm saying. And I've I've been into like the employee parking, and that's not that big either. So you add, you know, Brock Lesnar gets a bus, Roman Reigns gets a bus, now AJ gets a bus. I think uh, Big E and the New Day has a bus. It's like, yeah, the only thing I see is
1: like, yeah, they have to like offsite and then shuttle them
0: something you know, from limo yeah. to
1: if i can yeah you know more gas burning vehicles guys that's the answer bigger larger more gas guzzling vehicles so everybody can individually
0: well but if anyone's going to do it seven to get to fucking yeah but if anyone's going to, to do it, to it it's the guys that have to do 300 God damn it <laughs> bumps a, a, a week you know what i mean though yeah, like again right like
1: in the fucking thunder though
0: <laughs>
1: no they shouldn't have done
0: that either <laughs> oh i yeah don't Make me come to you. I've always, I've never actually understood, no, no, I've never understood the like traveling wrestling show. I always thought it'd be a cool destination spot. Like, what, one of the things that made ECW really cool initially was it was in the ECW arena. And like, I had to go there because I'm from Kansas City to get to Philadelphia. That made it even cooler to me. I mean,
1: I like the idea of, you know, a home base of operations. And then, you know, if they go out for some big events because, like, hey, this place doesn't hold 20,000 people. I get yeah. it. I mean, that does suck for the local crowd to be like, you leave for the big events, and we're here
0: eh, shut up. All, yeah.
1: all the time. But like, I mean, hey, look, if if twenty thousand of you would show up to the fucking one mm-hmm. down the street, then maybe we'd do that. But we can't yeah. do that, right? So, um, but I get it. Again, like, you're gonna sell more merch on the road to places that haven't seen you, and that's you know, it's all capitalism, baby. All right, let's get back into the news, the pro wrestling news, the other news. Cesaro did not sign a new WWE contract this week, according to PW Insider, who reports that Cesaro and WWE could not come to terms on a new agreement, and Cesaro declined an extension and is now an unrestricted free agent without any no-compete clauses. Cesaro joined WWE in 2011 and held the United States and Tag Team Championships during his run with the company. His last WWE-televised match was on February 11, and a SmackDown loss to Baron Corbin.
0: That's funny. That's when you know Uh, it's over, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's when you know it's time to leave. Uh, Don't go to AEW. I look here. Here's one thing that I also want to bring up is. Did you see that there was the wrestling awards, right? The wrestling observer news awards Awards or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And the third promotion was new Japan. And here's what I'd like to just retort with new Japan being the third best wrestling promotion in the world. Suck an asshole. That's completely wrong. That company hasn't produced a new star In six years, it's been the same five fucking people wrestling each other, circle jerking. And if it wasn't for like good wrestling matches, there'd be nothing because they don't tell any news stories. It's all the same fucking people. There's no women. There's no minorities except for a white guy, right? There's random Kenny Omega white guy or Jay White white guy. And so like, fuck that promotion. I I really came around to that because like when I saw it that high, again i'm not saying it's a bad promotion like i will watch wrestle kingdom and things like that but like that is a company more than aew more than wwe more than any other you know gcw that needs like a a shot of new blood and cesaro we've crowned as this like uncrowned champion in the ring right he's the best wrestler in the world or at least top five go prove it over there man now again do whatever you want but for me over
1: over there with like the pro wrestling illustrated awards and shit is there's no legitimate actual journalism going on in pro wrestling journalism, right? There's no some. legit organization. I mean, there's some that like... Report business numbers and things yes, like that. Yes, but they are all two a one ran by... Uh, you could count the people on one to two hands, right? Like, mm-hmm. these are mm-hmm. not... What we think of in like the outside world of like journalism organizations that are going to have all these fact checkings, they're going to run data analytics and they're going to like compare. Numbers. Yeah, I go like, So like mm-hmm. Dave Meltzer and maybe some people that he might employ on the side discuss whatever they think, right? And they're like, New Japan was a third because of we like the flips and shit, you know, like mm-hmm. that. That's what bugs me about those it's just like everybody wants to put stake in it because yes i get it it's like one of the longest running institutions in wrestling
0: journalism but that's just because dave Meltzer never quit doing it right yeah you know what i, I mean <laughs> like, yeah yeah well my my bigger point though is that like the the perception is you know uh new japan is this place that has thriving stories and new stars and it's like not really not. naito tanahashi okada and then again Uh, rotate uh, white American or Australian if it's Jay White, but like rotate white guy and put that in there. And that's your top four guys week in, week out. So that's where I'm saying like Cesaro, I feel like is going to get lost in the shuffle, right? Because CM Punk and Bryan Danielson and all those. And he's going to be again wrestling for the TNT championship, which is essentially what he was doing when he was in WWE. So go be the big fish in the little pond put in some new blood in a promotion that needs it, and go over there. Now, if he wants to stay here, whatever, right? I, I don't know the person, but I'm just saying from a fan's perspective, that's a way better uh, fit than here's, in America. And here's what I'll say. Even if AEW
1: didn't have the influx of all the talent they had, let's say this was year one, and we are like, man, this is really cool, and whatever, like, I still don't want Cesaro going over there because Cesaro is not moving the needle, from my perspective, on anything. As we've discussed, we like storylines. We like yeah. characters. We like... You know what I mean? Subtlety. Cesaro brings none of that. Cesaro is a master athlete. Cesaro is a specimen of, like, his size and weight and the shit he can do and the way he can make other people look is magnificent, right? Like, Mm -hmm. nobody's denying that. That's the reason I don't watch New Japan is because that's all I'm going to get out of that. Because, like, you know, yeah, they do some shows that are, you know— in English commentary, but they're still not presenting these storylines like that to where the average American, you know, is going to follow this. And if he goes over to AW, I don't think he's suddenly magically freed to allow to unleash his creative genius. Right. He's kind of a boring, like he's not boring. If you sat down and just talk to him, right. He'll probably enthrall you for hours. He sounds like one of the smartest guys around speaks like six fucking languages fluently. Mm-hmm. Like I think is a, it, like when I've heard him on interviews is intelligent guy, but like, <gasps> Sometimes that doesn't come across as like charisma on screen as like the hero or the villain, right? Yeah. So it just just comes across as like a guy. We're never going to get that. Cesaro is the great muscle guy in a faction. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not begging for the Cesaro World title run because there will be no title run and it will just be about like, did you see how he swung AJ Styles? Like, fuck out of here with that already. Like, I don't care. I want something to, I want a reason to care whether he beats somebody's ass or gets his ass beat.
0: Right, yeah, his his best presentation, even though it was completely watered down because of Brock Lesnar, was the way he was presented with Paul Heyman. Right, yeah. if he was the Paul Heyman guy with Paul Heyman actually focusing in on in on him, that's perfect. Right, even if you were brought up from NXT, Malcolm bibbins and he be the mouthpiece for Cesaro, like that's I think the best way you present yeah. him. Because look, I even told you this. And I'm I'm gonna say it later on in the show too, but like if I blindfolded you and I got five people to say my name is Cesaro, how competent are you that you could actually pinpoint his voice? So I
1: if we if the caveat is you found people who speak his same right. like language yeah. and dialect, yeah might be difficult. Yeah. Like, i don't know what he fucking if you sounds picked like five random wwe superstars i probably would just because of the accent alone but that's not right. that's right. not what you're after here and that's not complimenting his his like sticking in my mind with what he said or done yeah, I, right like
0: i i the cesaro character is a nothing character again right. phenomenal athlete he was really fun in the bar but like what's his origin story what's his motivation what n- none of it it was just a wrestling match and that's fine for some mm-hmm. people who like that that ain't what yeah, i like
1: we're gonna keep hitting on that because we got a master class in what we're talking about oh my later god in the show when yes we, we do AEW Dynamite. yes but we'll move yes. on cesaro like hey again i don't know the financial sides of things so i don't want to say good on you or bad on you whatever right, i mean yeah. that's up for him to say but like
0: fan perspective
1: yeah, like, nothing I'm going to see from Cesaro could be any worse than they've given us in the last several years, so mm-hmm. time for a new change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right, we'll move on. Bobby Lashley will miss months of in-ring action as he will be undergoing shoulder surgery following an injury suffered at the Royal Rumble event. According to a report from a former WWE writer who also claims the concussion angle at the elimination chamber was written in order to cover up Lashley's inability to perform in ring at current time.
0: How fucking stupid is this company? How fucking stupid is this company? For I'm going to lay down the reasons of why this is the dumbest fucking thing that they could have done. It's a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. So just say it's a shoulder injury. Right. Why did we say concussion protocol? Even on the same night that Mad Cat Moss or whatever probably got concussed. So, and let me pause you before
1: you keep on going. the The whole reason I hate that is let's dive into the world of kayfabe, right? We're all pretending this is real, right? Mm -hmm. We're not pretending. We all believe this is real, right? The goal of the wrestling match is to knock your opponent out so you can hold them down for three seconds. That's a fucking concussion. Mm-hmm. The goal of the wrestling match is to concuss your fucking. Wrest- I mean, not everybody knocks somebody out, and pin- but like that's one Knock of the ways you do it. It's yeah. One of the ways you do it. So like, nobody would be able to wrestle two matches in a row for months, months. It would be more like real fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's a reason fighters aren't allowed to just like fight every fucking night, right? Like. That one bothered me so much. And, yeah, you're. I mean, you're right. Like, it's a shoulder injury. Why wasn't he attacked in the back, thereby leaving a potential inroad when he comes back? And yeah, you know or... he's going to be gone for several months with a shoulder injury and a
0: concussion angle which a week tops. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't with be. With but, fuck, yes, I, fuck, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, football players sometimes miss a week or two weeks, right? right. But he's going to be missing months, right? Like four months probably. Yeah. And so just – you could have even done all the same things, but just he lands on his shoulder and can't compete. It could have been as easy as that. But like on the same night earlier, and you had a like time too. It wasn't like the match right before. You had time that after Mad Cat Moss spikes his head into the ring, go like, ooh, let's not go dead. with the concussion thing in the main event then. But they don't even fucking pay attention to that shit. They just go, the train must go forward. The train must go forward, and they look like fucking idiots. It's a stupid fucking company,
1: man. Dude, Madcap Moss. He's that's a how, mad I man that's how I felt. But that's
0: how I felt. Yeah, that I got like, oh, I got tingles. Yeah, because that, spine. yeah, that's exactly so, how I felt.
1: The camera oh. cut right to Baron Corbin right when it happened, and he thought he was dead. Yeah. he hit the ground like, oh my yeah. god, he's fucking dead. I don't know how he didn't sustain some kind of injury
0: tough Jesus i don't know his background Christ. but you know he
1: neck fucking, exercises and when things you see it in slow motion it literally compresses i was like how did he not
0: mm-hmm.
1: he should have like three fucking broken vertebrae right now he should be in a neck collar like how i was he,
0: yeah, yeah. I was, like i was like austin you know what i mean like <laughs> fucking all of them that way man. yeah oh. but anyhow with yeah with bobby lashley it sh- if it's a shoulder injury make it a shoulder injury it made no sense you guys are the dumbest again it makes it
1: way more like he looks way less like well like, and it's
0: it? just
1: again yeah. because all the maneuvers they take in that wrestling match were worse than that fucking fall to the glass yeah the stomp from seth rollins you're you're good the next week no i get it like concussions are that way sometimes it's like you know what i mean it's the
0: slight hit it's cuz it's how the brain moves in the again, you know, but like that's ooh. that's outliers yeah the, what a dumb Fucking reason to have Bobby Lashley miss. Not that the legit injury was the dumb reason. I'm saying the storyline. yeah Just, again, who likes this shit? Who's who likes it? They,
1: write, they wrote that. Like,
0: thing. I'm getting to the point now where if someone's like, I'm excited for blood, I'm going to fucking choke them. Like, I can't take it anymore because it doesn't make any fucking sense why you guys like this shit. Like, I'm dead it, serious. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Like, well. what is it? Please, yeah. someone, fucking write me a letter or something. I'm gonna look I just it works me up because they don't have to be that bad it doesn't have to be that bad uh it does it it's just a little effort and thought just fucking think man God well let's see if you like this okay
1: Damian Priest has now been the WWE United States champion for 188 days and counting, making him the longest-running U.S. champion since Dean Ambrose held the title for 351 days, spanning March or May 2013 to April 2014. Priest also is now the longest-reigning U.S. champion under the current belt design, which sucks. Um, yes i damien priest friend of the show like hey. the damien priest um mm-hmm. you know guy and the character like the way they're starting to go into now where like is he damien or is he a priest right like is it his good side mm-hmm. or is it his bad side it angel side or devil side all that's great but man i just you know it's wwe like they just that's it like that is all they've said about it and he just gets a little angry sometimes and, I- and that's as much
0: as we're getting and like apparently that's enough to carry a
1: storyline now
0: well you know uh- the pay-per-views that I've seen him, And when I was at the Royal rumble, when he entered into the ring, everything's fine. Nothing is like catastrophically stupid, like the Bobby Lashley storyline, but also, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason of what he's doing. Why, why does he get mad so quick? What makes him do that? Does he understand why he gets mad so quick? Like, does he understand how to control it? It just, none of those things are told to us. It's just, Hey, this might happen. Isn't it fun? No. And and it's that, like, they're told to us, but, like, Damien Priest
1: has been around for a couple of years, and you never mentioned this before. Like, he never had these tendencies, which I get sometimes they do, but, like. Yeah,
0: those can develop. But, like, again, tell me how it
1: developed. Right. Why did it develop? There was no, nothing sparked. Like, at least with the happy Corbin we got, he was poor, and then he, like, got lucky, and now he was like, I'm happy because I'm lucky. And, like, fucking rich now, I'm happy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How does, how does happy Corbin have more character development than 90% of the roster? How does that happen? Yeah. And he's the one that sucks, right? (laughs) Everyone will say like, he's the one that sucks. I can tell you what not think he does. I think he's like, oh, I think he's great. I think he's great. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But again, it's the, it's the like WWE heel that you're losing to, right? It's the made by Vince product. Everybody unilaterally
1: is like Baron Corbin, like this again. Right.
0: Right. But I can tell you, I can tell you what the character's motivations are. I can tell you how we got to this point. I can't tell you about the rest of the roster, except for maybe Roman, but that's it. Yeah. No one else. It's fucking dumb. Yeah, it is bad.
1: All right. We'll go into the final story. This one's a little Babe. better. I think, I think a little bit. Drake Maverick. Is once again working for WWE, this time, however, as a writer-producer on the creative team. PW Insider broke the news this week, which has been confirmed by Maverick on his personal LinkedIn profile. And that's a great spot for him, if you ask me if he's allowed to, like, implement some of his stuff. Hold on. It was
0: confirmed how?
1: By Maverick on his personal LinkedIn profile.
0: LinkedIn is how we're (laughs) confirming?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Well, Are they
1: checked sure? out his LinkedIn, and he was like, "Hey, I took this new role," and I was like, "Great!" <laughs> hey,
0: that's that's, that's solid journalism. <laughs> I know, but that's the nerdiest way to confirm something. <laughs> LinkedIn. Hey,
1: man, it's social media for professionals. Tom. <laughs> Tom, so LinkedIn nerdiest. is where you go to to network and you enhance your career. <laughs> That's i'm assuming you're gonna put that you're taking a new position yeah. when you take a new position
0: well, uh, on your LinkedIn. Yeah, because if, if this doesn't work out but I you're do not, a but not a wwe superstar <laughs> <laughs> well
1: but when you became a wwe producer yeah. you then would right <laughs> Here's oh my god that's the
0: dumbest thing
1: ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not twitter yeah. not LinkedIn. LinkedIn. yes Oh, uh, I think I saw it on gonna, his Pinterest also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's got new he's got his story ideas on Pinterest and you can buy his new shirts on Etsy. Yeah. Fucking Jesus. Uh but what's he gonna do? No offense to him. I maybe so it's gonna be
1: right. I think we always thought like he was unilaterally a funny guy, had some creative stuff. Now if he's allowed to actually implement some stuff, but we hear all the time about people going to WWE as like a writer-producer and Like you sit in a room and they're like, yeah, whatever, and it's still whatever Vince came up with, right? Like half the time, like they're there to just refine like actually write what Vince spit out at them.
0: Yeah, and no offense to him at all, but like the the funny aspects of his character was the dynamic between small guy, bigger guy, yeah. right? What is he going to tell someone? So like, I, mean, I Hey, think, if you're small. I think we
1: saw shoot. it better in Impact when he was, you know, Rockstar Spud and was dealing with EC3 and all that kind of stuff. And, you know what I mean? And then yeah. some of the little vignettes that he produced on his own. I think yeah. he's got some creativeness in him. And I think he clearly loves this industry. And, you know what I mean? It's something that's after it. It's just, I don't think that's the place where that's going to be allowed to, to be played out. Maybe you should have went to control your own narrative, I guess, or whatever the fuck
0: that thing is. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, huh? control your own narrative. That fucking
1: that's dumpster fire. That's well, Yeah. Real bad. Do
0: you know the people involved?
1: That is going to be a less
0: polished version of Lucha Underground. Oh, that's giving it way too much credit. That's <laughs> yeah. going to be a less less polished version of GCW. Like oh, yeah. it's going to Or gonna... even just the the weird creepy impact,
1: right? Yeah. The, like sci-fi impact.
0: Oh, and they're just going to push Sammy all the Same Callahan their...
1: Impact. Yeah, that's gonna but be that's a less... just
0: they're God, just going to push so all their the anti-vax way. narratives and you-can't-control-me's bullshit. Fucking cool. Cool, guys. Hey, go go to... Nobody's the... stopping
1: you from making that bullshit, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no job. one
0: stopped your fucking narrative, pal. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. God, those guys. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm not Morons. looking forward to that. But that was the news, man. That was the mother-loving news, unless you had any other stories that uh, I missed.
0: So if he gets fired from his writing job like where does he go then control your narrative
1: (laughs) (laughs) it has to because i
0: mean because at this point now you just look like uh, a coattail wwe guy Mm. right like i wanted to be a wrestler you're fired okay but can i come back on nxt sure well we don't like you there you're fired well can i try Mm. to write sure you're fired and then it's like well can i just i don't know can i uh put the ring together it's like dude you look pathetic how many times are they gonna like smack you in the face and you're just like no no no, it's cool stay
1: yeah many times i can tell you are not good enough
0: yeah and then you're just like "No, no no this is the place for me no it ain't it ain't pal well i mean again maybe but i'm just saying if you get fired here yikes
1: yeah if we hear released next year and then
0: hired again. Then I'm just going to be like, they're fucking with you. They just are yeah. just, this is a fun just, joke for them. Just keep and taking a look pay look cut like every bitch. time they do this. Yeah, to you,
1: man. Like again, it, I have no clue. Could be, who knows? I don't
0: right. Know. But it just, it's weird. It's weird from a outsider's perspective that you would be told you suck mm-hmm. this many times and you still go back. But yeah, whatevs.
1: Well, you know, what isn't whatevs and what doesn't suck is hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. That is the fun interactive segment I talked about earlier. Where you have a voice. We are now the voice of the voiceless. And CM Punk said he doesn't give a fuck about you, doesn't care to be the voice of the voiceless anymore. I'm paraphrasing. We're here to be that, right? (laughs) We are the podcast of the people, and we're going to give voice to your thoughts. You use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter, Mm -hmm. you know, and we read them right here, just like at DevilVamp, who says, the worst title match of all time. Hashtag elimination chamber. Hashtag tweet the table.
0: Close. But no, still the worst title match in recent memory, right? We could probably find some killer Kowalski, you know, nonsense in the 60s or 50s or whatever. But in recent memory, the worst title match of all time is the first main event on SmackDown on Fox when Brock Lesnar beat Kofi Kingston Mm. in five seconds and Kofi followed that up with, you yeah, know, that's cool. I'm just going to go over here to Raw and kind of just tag with Xavier Woods. Pancakes, yeah. that's the worst one.
1: Now, worst Elimination Chamber
0: match of all time?
1: Yeah, well. I mean, I, I don't know that I, I can think of every single one in the moment, but it's at least <laughs> bottom five.
0: Yeah, the worst one that comes to mind was that U.S. or Intercontinental title one where Mark Henry's pod broke on accident and then it was Dolph Ziggler just yelling. (laughs) Yeah, no, he got out when he shouldn't have, but then he didn't know. And then it was just Dolph Ziggler yelling the spots out like, hey, uh, body slam. It's like, what? Okay, like that one was really bad. But this one didn't have botches, right? This one was planned and it sucked. So I would say maybe this one.
1: Yeah. It was pretty bad. Um, boo. None of it was really all that great, but let's talk about something better,
0: but hold on. Hold um, on. It, you know, the thing is, if you present that to a casual wrestling fan, it's honestly not bad. If you just say, Hey, going into this Bobby Lashley's the champ Brock Lesnar though, is this train wreck, uh, you know, this boulder in this match. And they, then he does that stuff, you would leave going like Brock Lesnar is the fucking man. The problem is, if you've never seen we, this We've seen That's this, what I'm saying. Yeah. We have seen this 10 million times, and that's where it's like, this is fucking droning. This is what bugs me about that WWE writing. We've known that to be
1: like Bruce Pritchard has said that all along this thing. And Vince is like, they, they're like, he's like, no, man, the people love the Brock Lesnar, you know, whatever. But like, like he's we've heard that like he honestly believes that like people only watch raw or they only watch smackdown. He honestly believes like people are going to like some of these things. I'm just like don't you ever encounter the idea that like somebody's been watching the entire Brock Lesnar career us too. Mm-hmm. And since like he came back from the MMA run, like this is how you've presented him every damn time, every single time. Now, I will give Brock Lesnar credit he's way more into the like white meat baby face, um, like oh, character. his like, promos and, yeah, and
0: presentation is way, more way fun. way better,
1: way more fun than, than ever. And like, it just, it feels more natural. And given what we know, and even what he said that like, he gets anxiety about this kind of stuff. Commend him for that. But like, man, it's just, if this were real fighting again, right. And, we're, we, you know you're a big MMA fan. You love watching MMA, but one person came through and was just always able to beat somebody in six seconds. At some
0: point, wouldn't you be like, "Why, why am I going to pay you eighty bucks well, to watch this?" I, I mean, the closest thing that you can think of is when Ronda Rousey right. created yeah. her star because mm-hmm. it was it yeah. was first round arm. But burst if they were going the ten years of it, you yeah. know what I mean, like. I mean, the story, but here's the, here's the thing that, that screws them is the story is okay. This monster who's, you know, unconquerable, who's going to be the one that beats it, but we've already seen it. Roman Reigns has already done it like in the last six months. So it's just like, Oh, you just care about these two people and everyone else can go sit in the back row. That's the part that's frustrating is Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle, uh, who else was in that match? Austin Theory? They're just nothings. They're just nothings. And that's the part that's insulting. It's like... Yeah, I, I Brock never... Brock has been beat, but then these guys can't even get close I to can, him.
1: Yeah, I can't take Austin Theory on a world title chase seriously...
0: Ever. If Until Brock Lesnar
1: is there is around. Because exactly. you told me it's a joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You told me he hasn't the slightest chance in hell. I've got as good a chance... Yeah, As Austin Theory does against Brock Lesnar.
0: And then here's the other thing. Let's let's jump back into uh, kayfabe land just for Mm -hmm. a quick moment. Mm -hmm. Kayfabe Uh, land. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is the dumbest fucking wrestler of all time. His kryptonite is a low blow. Wear a fucking cup. The only thing that is stopping you from... 100% offense is a low blow from everyone. And more to that point,
1: why he should wear a cup to protect himself there is the cup is not limiting his movements. He's not doing the flips and shit. He's not doing a a super kick here. right? You know what I mean? He's not even doing the figure four leg lock.
0: He is literally picking up a motherfucker and throwing him like a sack of shit. Yeah. That's it. it. Well, and it's just like, again, K land, right? Let's, let's hop over to AEW. And again, I'm harping on this one particular character because I miss him, but apparently he's injured in real life. So maybe that's the reason, but like Miro's kryptonite is his neck, right? But like when you wrestle, you can't wear a neck brace or you can't, you know, protect that neck, but you can with your, with your testicles, right? We know this, there is a cup protector that you can wear so that you're choosing not to wear it makes you look fucking dumb. In fact, I, I'm
1: honestly surprised that his advocate
0: never, told him, never to wear told him to wear it. To wear it. Yeah. Protect the boys, Brock. Because that's the thing. It would be a little bit more interesting if the kryptonite to Brock Lesnar was his legitimately Achilles heel or his knee. You know what I mean? And Because it would be like, oh, well, Austin Theory did a drop kick yeah. to his knee. One bad That's knee. why he's, right. he has One it. One bad knee, and then something. he can't
1: stand, and thereby he can't suplex you. And now there goes his offense because he only
0: suplexes. Right. But, like, right? that he could prevent your offense by just wearing a cup yeah. and that he's not doing it just makes you look fucking dumb. You're just an idiot. Yeah. God, your top guy is – uh, so dumb. I almost said too many other things, but such an idiot. All right. Well, I'm going
1: to turn your mood around, Tom. All right. Let's with do it. At AUC Cata. He says one of the best things about that MJF promo was oh. listening to the audience who had no clue what to do. No. Cheered because MJF got bullied, but we can't yeah. cheer bullying in general right. and especially yeah. can't cheer racial bullying. So we better stop. <laughs> Hashtag tweet the table. Oh, this was amazing. And. The screen, have you seen the screenshots have come out? He it's legitimately legit. did this shit back then, yeah. like 11 years ago or whatever it was. So insane! So this, insane.
0: This is everything for us. I'm gonna speak on your half just a little bit here, but like this is everything that we love, right? Have your flips and shits and all of that stuff. And there is a spot in wrestling because wrestling is big enough for all. Of We're us gonna get us an amazing you guys match love out of this. We're gonna get right.
1: that. We're gonna but, get that, but also.
0: But like, this This. is the origin story of MJF. Now you understand why he's so vindictive and why he doesn't trust anyone and why he puts his thumb down on, you know, the Darby Allens of the world because he probably sees himself as a Darby Allen, but he doesn't want to be that because he got vulnerable and got hurt. So he can't do that again. So Darby Allen has to suffer for this, right? Like, now everything makes more sense of like, who mjf is i can tell you now why mjf is a prick now i could have told you a little bit beforehand because the rich and da, 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 but now it's like the complete yeah. origin story
1: well of now that. we know why he was so affected by the cm punk comment and things like this and yeah like yeah
0: now also so again this is amazing i mean we could do the whole podcast just oh, on this yeah. promo oh yeah but also credit to cm punk in this not to grab a microphone and say like, oh, I think you're pulling one over on me and all that. No, he just came out and was just like, wait a minute, was that real? And then yeah, MJF he, was He like, was even like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> right? like yeah, he was like, even if like, you would have told me that, we could have right. squashed this a long time ago. Yeah. Like, I would have like, bought you a MJF, drink and I don't even drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like that MJF did not even look at him or acknowledge him and he walked out of the ring. And then it, now th- this is the amazing thing about this. So like, what? what
1: <laughs> this is why this promo is an example of what we've talked about and, and it's one of the things i don't get why the same people who love all these fucking comic book movies are the same people who love the flips and shit wrestling with no storylines because it bothers me right like that that they're not marrying these two together so like i've said from the start of this show Not only do we liken pro wrestling to Cirque du Soleil more than actual sporting event, Mm -hmm. I've likened it to a live action comic book. Like a comic book has come to life, right? You have Mm -hmm. some random characters. And in these comic books and movies and all that shit, the origin story is an important phrase, right? Everybody's got an origin story and everybody's got like a backstory, even in the movies, because that's what makes it fucking exciting for that final blow-off fight. We don't care to see like Thanos versus Captain Skullfucker, you know, 16 times because they do cool fucking CGI. Like mm-hmm. you care about the story. So like why like this stuff isn't the norm, is what bothers me. This is light years above anything we've seen. And I'm even putting it above the the Roman Reigns thing. The Roman Reigns thing, when he first started doing his shit with the Usos, was the only thing that's come close, right? Yeah. Oh, him this is this is like origin story to why he became a wrestler why he's a prick why he's so interested in, in the CM Punk thing it's not just professional jealousy and fuck this guy is on top no like no man like we've never like we met but like we don't know each other but like this is personal <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you were my fucking hero man and you yeah. abandoned it which is even as we've said we didn't understand why some people felt this way we know a thousand wrestling fans that I've talked to who felt this way when mm-hmm. CM Punk left. I've had people that I knew since high school tell me that they used to watch wrestling, but when CM Punk left, they gave up on it. Yep. Right? Yeah. And s- this just fits so perfectly. And then to know <laughs> from the Twitter sphere and shit, that it's all actually fucking true that
0: he literally well, said this shit. Yeah. Back then, I mean, is that's, amazing. that's the cherry on the top, right? Cause again, this is stories. It doesn't have to be that way, right? Like right. I don't need Maxwell, Jacob, whatever his real last name is to actually have those posts. It just is the cherry on the top where it's like, yeah. Whoa, this is breaking kayfabe, right? What I love about this is we've always been saying, you know, since we've started this podcast, we enjoy the grays, right? There's not just black and white where I'm a bad guy and I'm a good guy. And we fight like now this is the perfect color of gray because, and who knows what happens next week, right? It could get flipped on its head again. And then we're like, yeah, MJF is a fucking prick. Right. But for right now, if this matches tonight, I don't know how I feel. Because CM Punk is legitimate in his feelings towards MJF, right? He has cost him a lot of pain and, you know, the powerbomb symphony from Wardlow that MJF ordered and all of those things. But he
1: did just kind of turn his back on
0: all of his fans who apparently followed him like a messiah. Right. And so both guys, you understand their motive for going after each other. MJF now
1: currently, like, he embodies a lot of the, like, IWC pro wrestling fandoms, like, he is the embodiment of, like, like okay, yeah, you came back, man, but, like, where were you? Do you know how bad it sucked? <laughs> like, is well, how they feel.
0: Like, do you know how bad this shit sucked? And, yeah, yeah. you're back, but, like, uh, it's not the same, right? Like, it's not the same. Right, but CM Punk has legitimate beef with MJF because yeah. of the, all the past He's weeks. actually been fucking with him, right? Right, so it's, like, you understand why CM Punk wants this revenge on MJF. It's not just this hero who's not aware of his fans, and then one fan gets hurt, it's, and then they have this it's thing. It's also
1: so great that, like, so CM Punk has made a career out of, like, saying the asshole thing to rile up somebody as an asshole thing. Here, he said the asshole thing, trying to be an asshole, but didn't realize he was being the biggest asshole on the face of the earth in that moment. That this was, mm-hmm. like, a stab to the heart, right? Like, to him, it was like, he was, like, just trying to belittle him. And so it's almost like, yeah, you were trying to make an insult, but you really put your foot in your mouth on this one. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. made it about, like, somebody's heart now, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. crazy. Crazy good.
0: It, this is this is fantastic. This so
1: good. is
0: outstanding. I keep mean, crying. I, I, you know I can't I mean? wait. Yeah. I can't wait.
1: That's Tony that's Schiavone a... felt bad for the guy. He was like, listen, my kids have ADD. Like, I understand. Like, this is a lot. And he's like, I can't believe what I heard. MJF's mom was on Twitter looking like, shit, I didn't realize you had a fucking soul. <laughs> God yeah. Damn it. Oh, it's so good. So and And, good. and again,
0: I, I I posted this on our Twitter, at Table Show. I still think the swerve is coming, right? I don't think that we're going to completely oh, he abandon still, this yeah. promo. He could be like,
1: but... he's like, yeah, the tweets were there. He's like, but I just said that so I get out of my football deal. Like I, like I would have well, had no, to
0: fucking pay. You know, I, I still think that the, the origin story will be there, right? But I think it's the and then i'm never going back. Whatever CM Punk does, he could hug me, he could apologize, he could say whatever he wants, but i'm never yeah, yeah, giving into
1: this guy. So you know what I mean? it's we're all we're almost having that Hogan rock moment, right? Where the crowd's like, "Nope," and then like MJF like, "We're cheering him on in this match." We're like, "All right. It, you know what i mean? You're, you're coming up, but then he starts to just like take it too far and damn That's near what kills CM Punk and yeah. it was like, "Stop, stop, stop." And he's like, "You don't fucking t-. You know what i mean? He's like, you fucking, you know what I mean? Like, and he just like, I fucking killed him because that's what he deserves. And that's what you all fucking deserve. I did it for you. He's not your fucking hero.
0: You know what I mean? I'm your fucking hero. And then it would be like, okay, guy, right? Like he could go that I think, route. And I think that's what we're going to do next week. Again, we don't know. We'll, we'll find out uh, next Wednesday, but it, this is what makes it so much fun is you can theorize and, uh, and get excited of the, what could be because this is so refreshing and entertaining, but yeah, he, next week he could go past the limits where us as fans were like, "Hey, we're with you, but not now. You've you've crossed the line." And he could be like, "Good, I crossed the line. This is how I. Th- this makes me feel best is when I am better than you, and Wardle's you know." Wardlow's got
1: to come out and save CM Punk.
0: Something, something. Like again, like, dude, have so had much enough. Fun.
1: And then he like tries to fucking push on Wardlow, and Wardlow's like,
0: "Right, and then but something. That, like, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be great. I cannot mm. wait." And 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 again. obviously this was the best promo of the night and I don't know the rest of the tweet tables, but like this was another fantastic story progression across the board for multiple stories. But this one was off the chart, off the charts.
1: All right, we'll move on to the next one at Katie. First lady says anything less than edge versus AJ styles at WrestleMania is not worth it. It could potentially be a show stealing match. Hashtag tweet the table. Sure. The match would probably be fine. But I just feel like this is sure you might've considered this a dream match 10 years ago, but I don't, well, I don't care now.
0: Well, but what's the story, right? We were just talking about MJF CM Punk and the depth of story of what makes us excited about that matchup. If you the were going to do this goes
1: Edge edges, fucking Mr. Grit again. And
0: AJ Styles is, you know what I mean? Well, the only thing I can think of, and again, we'll find out. Right. But like the only thing I can think of is edge when you were in uh, the top guy in wwe as the rated r superstar i was a phenomenal one in tna and it's like okay we did that with cena like i don't you know yeah
1: i don't i don't think there's any story to be had that's the deal that's the hard part for to make it a story that would be on that level you'd have to start now like right now right now and i just don't i what is edge gonna say what is aj styles gonna say back to edge that we're gonna be like I can't believe he fucking
0: did that. Right.
1: There's nothing. Or like, or I understand why they don't like each other. Primarily because these two have literally never crossed paths. Right. Like there's nothing. They don't even have connected friends that I'm aware of. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. I really don't care. Like I almost would rather edge in somebody else. Like we talked about this. AJ Styles is the veteran guy now on his money deal. Right. Like. Give me Austin Theory versus Edge, right?
0: Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, uh, a little bit better because, and again, it's going to be a fine match, but these guys are both in their mid-40s, I think. I'm pretty sure Edge is in his mid-40s. And so it's like, you guys are going to give us good psychology and that's fine and all that for the match itself, but what you got to sell me on the story. Look,
1: look, it's going to be really cool that you're going to do a top rope jump for your flying forearm, and he's going to spear you, and he's going to win. Like, cool.
0: And, <laughs> like, and then, I've and, seen it. I've seen it. I've right, not and, even seen this match ever. I've seen it. And, and the story, I think, start starting point is that Edge says, I'll make you famous, or I'll make you a legend forever. And if Edge is like, this is what's going to put you over the top, it's like, no, it's not. AJ's going to go into the Hall AJ of Fame. AJ has he's, already. You're right, exactly. Yeah, like, so, I don't know. Yep. Uh, yeah, Austin Theory. Hopefully it's Austin Theory. So no offense, Katie. We want Austin Theory. <laughs> All
1: right. We'll move on. At Mr. Fourth Row says, Serious Britney Spears vibes for Liv Morgan at the WWE Chamber. Hashtag tweet the table. And I know he's not discussing maybe Liv Morgan's, you know, storyline prowess or ring prowess. He's just discussing, her, you know, what she looked like, you know, or maybe how she was at reacting and stuff. But, like, I just – this is another thing that we keep asking. Like, who likes this? Who I get Liv Morgan is an attractive female, and people may like her underdog, you know, presentation to some extent, but like, who the fuck has connected to this? <laughs> like, why? What for? This could be Liv Morgan swapped out with any other person.
0: Well, and that's another. Uh, knock against it is yeah she looked like britney spears from the oops i did it again video because she was in the all red uh jumpsuit or whatever we're calling it yeah but why why would she dress up like britney spears the last time i remember hearing from her she was in the riot squad and the riot squad hated the mean girl uh britney spears like so why would she now dress up like her right it, it doesn't make there's no continuity unless we're told why now if we're shooting here for a second we understand that they were in saudi arabia that's one of the caveats to have the women wrestling is that they have to all be in one you know head to toe ankles and uh wrists covered and stuff but like this is
1: another example of how wwe and and i know this sounds you know we're doing a podcast that makes you know dollars a year and they are wwe that's a billionaire whatever yeah, right? But they okay. can't get out of their own fucking way sometimes right Liv morgan as i just discussed is a meaningless character with nothing to like bite into from a you know what i mean storyline or progression or character building thing in real life she's married to Bo dallas and they run a fucking farm together that's a way more fucking entertaining story about her than you have told me at all on fucking tv at all at all well, where is that fucking story like that's a better fucking story than anything you've given me and you didn't
0: have to come up with it
1: that's you part. give yeah. me
0: nothingness, nothingness. If, you're, if you're gonna not put effort in then invest in their real life personalities and just bring that to tv i'm not a fan a hundred percent of well you're the father of this person so let's talk about how you're the father of that person yeah let's and that's fuck not necessarily here, right? what i mean either but yeah No, but I'm saying like, but if you're not going to give, if you're not going to give any effort at all, then say like, well, she's married to another wrestler and lives on a farm, put her in overalls and fucking talk about pigs or whatever the fuck it is. Or, you know, have her come out with a goat. I don't know, but like something, where's that fucking reality show or something like Jesus Christ. Yeah. But again, I'm, (laughs) I'm not the biggest fan of like, because it's real life. That means you got to do it in your fake character but, but... When it's a
1: better story than anything you fucking told it's what, an actual yeah. story <laughs>
0: right yeah that's Fuck. that's the worst part about God it damn whatever all right <laughs> but but uh uh rhea ripley she looked like she was into some uh, uh natty Nightheart business there yeah. for a second you know what i mean
1: yeah well let's you know now that we're bringing up the women at the elimination chamber at devil vamp says you guys have to admit mm-hmm. this is a pretty good step <laughs> you say no already no you guys have to admit i ain't gonna do shit you guys have to admit (laughs) that this is a pretty good step for these people who would not otherwise watch women's wrestling hashtag tweet the table oh hey devil vamp and i think devil vamp and and i and maybe even tom align on a lot of things politically like don't get me started on how i can point to several examples of how the saudi arabian people are being more progressive and fucking carrying And and advancing themselves than the fucking American people lately. Um, We can talk about that for hours. Sure, 100% great. But like, I think it's just one of these things that we also have turned on this company for. It's like, that's not where you're over there for. You will say that, but that's not why you did it. And don't, don't sell me on the like, well, we also saw this as an opportunity. No, you fucking didn't. No, you don't care about like advancing women's... You know what I mean? Abilities in the Saudi Arabia. You don't fucking care and saying you do is just a fucking lie and it's insulting anybody's intelligence. If you believe them when they say that, you need like you're you're being had, right? So it just is insulting to my intelligence to sit here and watch them then they also have to like cover up and shit like that and like part of the problem with them over there is that they have to cover up and that they have to do these things, right? So I just Again, I go back to, like, who fucking actually likes this?
0: Yeah, I'm conflicted, to be honest with you, because on one hand. What they're doing, Saudi Arabia, that is, Mm -hmm. is a classic tactic called sports washing, where countries are more approachable. If your favorite basketball player plays in North Korea or your favorite baseball player stands next to Putin. And it's like, well, then it can be that look at, look at the progression that they're making. It's such a, this tactic it's has ops. been it's PR. Yeah. Right. But like, this has been a tactic used since the 1900s, right? Like we, we, they've done this forever and it's not great. Right now, with that being said, as you mentioned, in America, there's not a lot of, there is great things, but there's also some parts of this country that kind of suck that they go to, right? They're not, well, we don't go to Alabama because they're against voter rights. Like, no, they're going to go to Alabama, right? So we're not condemning them when they go to Alabama or when they go to Florida and all that stuff. Yeah. Texas, all those things, Missouri, you know, uh, we're not above this, but like, so, so it seems a little bit hypocritical where we're like, don't go to Saudi Arabia. Cause they could easily come back and say like, what are you talking about? Have you seen what Alabama, you know, Mississippi, I'm just naming states here, Connecticut, whatever is doing. And then we're like, well, but, but that's my hometown. Like, come, come, come to my hometown. I'm a good person. Right. Mm-hmm. And then again, to your point, their history, their track record has told us. Any people that look at this with a critical eye that yes, their, their goal is not to have women wrestling across the world. Their goal is to get $350 million over seven shows, which is twice the amount that AEW's got from their TV contract from the Turner network. So like, we know what they're doing. So I can't really clap and go, this is great because... It's a lot of smoke and
1: mirrors and PR. That's the thing is I can't see everybody's like, wow, give it up for the ladies. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're breaking ground or whatever. It's like, but like, you know, it's a sham. So do you ladies like, so to me, I want to know what level do you know? It's a sham Mm -hmm. and that you're up there going like, I can't believe I'm doing this for women. Are you,
0: are you really? Well, cause, cause I don't again, feel like you are and, and, and change doesn't happen overnight. Right. But however, sure. they've done seven shows. I think it was, is what I've saw. I this is the seventh yeah, show. It's something it's like been that. A bunch now. W- women still can't go to the show by themselves. Right. They have to be accompanied by a man. Yep. So like women are wrestling more and maybe in show 15 or 37, they're going to be able to do, but like, let's not get the cart in front of the horse or whatever that phrase is because like, yes, in the ring, they did an elimination chamber match with multiple women going all bumping around the ring outside of the ring. Uh, the woman still has to look down and the man makes the orders. If the lady wants a drink and she can't go to the event by herself because they can't be trusted by themselves. Right. So like, let's wait till those things happen till we, Give the gold star to WWE in what they've been doing. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. And fuck Texas. Yeah, fine, oh, I mean, look, there's so many. Look, fuck Kansas City is not great, and I live in Kansas, oh, Kansas City. You know what I mean? Kansas yeah, Kansas, is Kansas sucks. To, yeah. So weird. like, I'm. But again, I want them to come here. Yeah. I don't want to be judged for my government, but yes, I know yeah. what you mean.
1: Texas is trying to make it so yeah. if you don't report trans people as a, as a, you know, parents as abusers mm-hmm. that yeah. you're going to jail. That's yeah. a special level of fucking anyway.
0: But again, now we'll see when the voting. But, is, but they're not anyhow. the only ones. Off. I mean, right, yeah. but, like, <laughs> but the people of Texas may mm-hmm. be like, fuck that shit. Right. But anyhow.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. We yeah we'll see.
0: Russia has protests, even though they're going to, you know, anyhow. Wait At you know. Candy First Lady, hey, says, they're pro wrestling. <laughs> so,
1: is this another test for Champa on the main roster? Hashtag tweet the table.
0: Man, has that ship sailed too? Like, I don't. I think he's great.
1: I oh, Chompa. I think he's
0: fantastic, and I think he can capture a little bit of that lightning in the bottle that he had when he was the NXT champion. My own personal His promo feeling... abilities ought to. Oh. You his know? promo abilities, his character work, his commitment to the character when he's on camera, phenomenal. My biggest hesitation is I feel like he's a little fish in a huge pond and the people doing the fishing don't like the little yeah. fishes. You he's know what I'm saying? He's another guy
1: that I wish, like, might have left a year ago for AEW or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's
0: just yeah. – well, no – Going to the main roster, I think again, he can do the things that we like. I just don't think the, the powers that be want him to do those things because they don't see that he could do it right. at this level. Right. And that sucks.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, look, he doesn't fit
0: on NXT 2.0
1: anymore. No, no. So no. it
0: would be yeah, pointless and him to and, keep him around. And him and Finn, if you're going to bring him up again, seems like a good, you know, they tried it with him and Johnny Gargano, yeah. right? But like, him and Finn, that's it. And again, assuming they do the WWE thing when they break them up, that's going to be a fun match, we hope, right? Those mm-hmm. two guys can maybe come up with some creative, fun story. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to
1: final tweets table, and it really sums up a lot of the theme of this episode thus far. And it's from at right. Vamp. He says, at this point, my relationship with WWE feels like I am an abused spouse that keeps going back for more because, quote, they will change one day. End quote smacked in the face again hashtag Mm -hmm. wwe chamber hashtag tweet the table and man do i know all the feels that he's having Uh, you had it and i think you walked away before i did Mm -hmm. and man that is a perfect way to describe it and that's the way they treat it and what's more insulting is that like they acknowledge it like bruce pritchard says it in his podcast vince mcmahon will say it to people like no the fucking public will eat whatever we give them and fuck them. we they're going to take it because i don't care if they like it or not we need cody rhodes of stardust right for example right like yeah fuck mm-hmm. them if they like it they're buying it
0: yeah and they're even aware of it because if you recall three years ago four years ago the mcmahon's plus triple h stood in the ring and were like we're gonna listen to you we understand that like automatic rematches suck even yeah. though we keep and doing automatic rematches with
1: doing fucking nothing
0: Exactly. So they're aware of it, right? They just.
1: But they still think that's what, like, looking back on that, it's even more like I I know people get mad because they're like, I can't believe you said that and didn't follow through. I don't think they ever had intentions of following through. They said, We can say it and they'll buy it for another fucking year.
0: Right. That's the point is now, like, that abusive relationship. I think we're in the phase where we're like, Oh, wait a minute. I've been gaslit for the last five years, six years. Like, now we're catching on, like, oh, this isn't no, they're not gonna listen to us. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Table Nation. Come to come with me mm-hmm. to AEW. Come yeah. with me to GCW. It's so much more fun. You feel great after you watch a wrestling right. program. It's a party.
1: We have Go smiles there. on our face when we're
0: talking about the promos and the and the subtleties and the gray areas. Because when you invest in there, right. When you invest in GCW and you invest in, uh, MLW or an independent rep, whatever it is, you can look at WWE and go like fucking idiots, but like move on. Right. Like my point now is I almost feel like a freed prisoner. And now I'm looking at people who are like, I don't want to jump the fence, but Like, what the fuck is your problem? Like I, I want to hit those people. Cause like they just don't want to take the leap of faith. And it's like, man. Or woman, like, we're over here, I want you over here, fucking come on, you know, like.
1: There's no amount of flag waving that needs to be done, yes. Yes, I could sit here and say if I wanted to like defend WWE and their programming, I could say they've got Seth fucking Rollins, they've got Ro- Roman Reigns, they've got Edge, they've got I could just run through the litany. I that's the only names that come to mind right now, but like you know, they've got the Randy Orton's. I, look, Alpha Academy is doing good, fun things right now, you know, all that kind of stuff. They got the Matt Riddles, right? Like, you know what I mean? You could say, Riddles. I think Chad Gable's doing great, by the way, yeah, um, but like you could say all these sorts of things, but like. But it doesn't negate everything that we talk about. It's right. Like, all you're mentioning are the names. And like, that's it. Like, you're just like, it's Randy Orton and, you know, fill in the blank because, because it's O. Ot- right. You yeah. know, you guys love that. And I just thought it's again, not enough, man. It's not enough. But, and I don't get why people like
0: it. It's yeah. And I, I, to my point, that, or like, to, to how I feel is like Chad Gable is, is doing fun things but why yeah, but when did what? he become yeah. a scholar i didn't know that he had a teaching background why why are we fucking doing that
1: yeah well so i think that was one of our i, I don't maybe we didn't mention in the news like he did recently graduate with a master's degree with a 4. oh 0. yes and he did like, yeah, yeah yeah i remember yeah because i was um, like how
0: the fuck are you gonna do both which it's so, great
1: again like i mean this is the most character we've got out of him it's the most stuff and like you know what i mean i i liked I, I don't like the amount and, and how many times they hit over the head with that whole like academic challenge. But like some of those spots were good. Again, if they could figure out some of what they do
0: is not bad. If they would like fine, fine tune it a little. But, but my point there is, okay. Yes. I do remember that in the news. Cause I was like, how the, you got just time to get a mm-hmm. degree and also wrestle. Like they're obviously not using you. But again, watching the television program, I haven't been told that he has a degree. Like, maybe the writer knows that Chad Gable got a degree, but the viewer doesn't fucking know that. And so like, but here's the fun part. If yeah, right. You watch it, but then you go like, Hey, I got Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. This is fun. Like, right. It's I got Nick Gage and the 404 going after each other. Like this is what? I got Xbox yeah. coming back to the ring. Yeah, with look, Joey Janella, and, and to
1: everything that I credited Alpha Academy for, right? Like, yeah, they're doing some fun things in that. Like, I mildly laugh when Randy Orton knows the amount of of grams and an ounce, right? Like, right. But that's again not.
0: That's not going to make it a whole next lot week. as
1: to why, uh, as to who beats whose ass, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah well anyhow
1: that was all the hashtag tweet the tables again you could have got in on this you could have joined in on the fun we could have been talking about your thoughts
0: Mm -hmm. some of you you know but
1: you (laughs) you know who you are but the rest of you please hashtag tweet the table or you can jump in on the chat while we're doing these live streams we are simul streaming live on the twitter and the youtube at the same damn time uh that's how talented we are we do it to you two times and um just you know join the
0: fun join the community be our friends yeah hey so let's talk about the fun show of the week yes and that is aw dynamite and obviously we talked about the fucking week it's so it's it's so much fun and again there's there's flaws i'm not trying to say that this is the the golden beacon of light that we need to be walking towards oh and there's one yeah that i will be talking about but again it's way more fun and it's almost feels like splitting hairs to me when we're talking, but we'll get to it. So let's talk about how they kicked off the show because they started it with a little bit of character development, a little bit of story development. And I have a criticism. So started with the tag team over the top battle and long story short, uh, Kyle Riley says, I got an injury. Matt Jackson's like, good. Well, then I'll take out John Silver. And then Matt Jackson goes to take out John Silver. Kyle Riley's like, aha, I'm not really hurt. You go. And there they go. They're gone, right? And Red Wagon wins their spot to take on Jurassic Express in uh, the triple threat AEW Revolution tag team title match. Story I thought was good. Couple things that made me feel conflicted. One... It made me sad because we have so much talent, but a somewhat of that ADD type of storytelling where the biggest pop to me during this match was when Santana, and I believe it was Trent, Trent. stared off at each other. And we were like, oh, remember this match when they did the, the, the uh, street fight? And legitimately, maybe there's another week where I forgot, but like since that street fight, they've never looked at each other since. Why? Because we got all this other stuff, which is fine, but like, it should still be like on dark mm-hmm. or elevation mm-hmm. We're we're fighting each other. Cause we still don't like each other. Right. You still fucked up my mom's van. I, I don't like you. Right. But again, we didn't do it because we're just ADD with all these moving parts, all the fucking 20 minutes. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. The other criticism I have about this is immediately after this match, Kyle Riley wins. The Young Bucks run in and Red Wagon gets in their face and we're like, Red Wagon, Young Bucks, Red Wagon, Young Bucks. Hey, guys, the fucking tag champs, the ones you should want to beat up, are just up there in chairs. Yeah. You know, however, I do get like the Young Bucks like, hey, you fuckers. Like- no, I got that. But the focus was not. And again, it doesn't always have to be. But it felt yeah. like the afterthought is the champions. And that kind of feels weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially then, because like, then Hangman just comes out and like beats everybody's ass. <laughs> like, well, he
0: be- well he beats up Red Wagon because they jumped him the week before, yeah, right. so that made sense. I liked how Young Bucks stepped aside mm. from Adam Page, and they're like, "Hey, we're cool." So eventually, maybe we get that reuniting, you know, of, of forces. But yeah, we'll see. But then Adam Cole comes out. Adam Page takes him out, and then again in a night filled with one of the greatest promos of all time, and then some other you know top-notch promos. Here comes Hangman with his story time, and I thought he did really well here. The point of that I would that I told you off-air that I didn't like, and I understand it because you're heels and you're not just supposed to like take it there and you know just sit there and stare. I thought it was a little bit too hamming it up from Red Wagon. I thought the Vaudevillain Villain one. Was talking too much during uh Hangman's uh segment, and then Kyle O'Reilly was yeah. way overselling. Yeah, sometimes. the
1: eighteen hundreds, uh, red ragging guy. Yeah, whatever was, that guy was name hamming is. up a little too much, and then yeah, yeah. Kyle O'Reilly overacts, right? He's all,
0: yeah,
1: fucking like he's fucking drunk out there. Yeah, that one bothered me a little. Um, I do like that he threw in that the better Adam is going to beat your ass, right? Like the better Adam
0: it didn't even click i was like oh yeah it's two adams
1: (laughs) yeah well
0: because that's what uh adam cole said the week before is Mm -hmm. like anytime we're in the promotion you're just known as the other adam right and this one yeah so i like it but again i'm excited for the world championship match i understand what we're going to talk about or what we've already talked about happens next mjf and that promo you don't cut any time on right keep that 100 however I still feel, and maybe this is just because I love cowboy shit, but like he gets a huge pop when he walks out and I feel like he's like the 10th most important person on the promotion. Yeah. I also
1: think because like I think Adam Page is going to be far better served when he's not in the title picture when, when this, because the storyline of Adam Page and his like self-esteem issues and all that it's so much weight that it carries a storyline mm-hmm. that a title just kind of it, it's not necessary and it almost clouds what's going on, right? We think of the champion as like, you know what I mean, like defending the title and taking on all competitors and whatnot and stuff like that. And if you had self-esteem issues as the champion, that's usually a heel move, you know what I mean? So I think it's just something we're not True. used to.
0: Yeah, I just, my criticism. It's not coming out even.
1: Even what I'm saying isn't coming out. And so it's just this reversal of, of Hangman, right?
0: Yeah. My criticism isn't necessarily that. It's just the time. It's like he's there for four minutes. And again, MJF was, I think, 15 20 or something like that. And I'm not saying cut MJF's promo in half, but I'm just saying. Maybe give Hangman some longer segments because he just goes in, clears house. I'm going to tell you a fun story. I'm going to steal your gimmick for a second. And Hangman! And it's like, oh, okay. But like, you have some meat on the bone, right? Adam Cole, which they're touching on. I'm not saying that they're not, but Adam Cole was always the champion and Hangman was always the other guy. You know, he was the lesser of the two Adams. And we're saying it, but I want more. Exploring that. I want to see other guys come up to him like Adam Cole. Oh, I'm sorry. Adam Page. I get you Adams mixed up. And like, then that starts to eat at Hangman's self esteem. It's like, what the fuck? Does no one get how special I am? Right? Like, we could do some things, but we just don't give that enough time. And that's the part where it's like, he's your champion. He's the number one guy. You told me he's the number one guy because he has a championship. Focus on him. Kenny Omega got all the time in the world. Let's give it to Hangman. You know what I mean? So, Anyhow, let's get back into where, okay, after the commercial break, again, we got MJF, we talked about that, phenomenal, can't wait, it's going to be great, love it, love it, love it, love it. So let's get back uh, into, after a commercial break, backstage, Tony Schiavone is talking to Daniel Garcia and 2.0, and this, about fucking time, a heel doesn't like another heel. One of the tropes in pro wrestling is that, we're all bad guys. We're all get together. Cause we don't like the good guys, not all the time. And in this point loved it 2.0 telling Brian Danielson, who do you think you are? We all came in together. He's fine with us. Go piss up a road. Fuck yourself. He's with us. And Daniel Garcia even was like, Hey, I'm fine. Like I can do this. What did you think about? Oh, that?
1: I loved his line of being like, listen, you may think I need an education and a lot of things about life. But violence ain't one of those things, right? Like, oh, that was great. You know, paraphrase it a little bit, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And the 2.0 just—I love that the one of them it goes into instant 80s wrestler mode anytime he's put in space, right? I mean, he's like (laughs) 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 screaming, and I love it. He's my favorite. Um, But this promo was great, setting up for the like. This is gonna be a fight like this is gonna be a great wrestling match like wrestling mat wrestling match
0: and i just liked it because you know again we're going off of wwe because wwe's been the longest show in town but i feel like if wwe got this story and it was handed to them they would put 2.0 and say like hey brian danielson this is a great idea why don't we come with you and then we could all work together and it's like okay then eventually one turns on the other but like right from the jump 2.0 is like, we don't like you for what you're trying to do. Don't stir up shit with our little group. We're good to go here. Get away from us. I like that. Right off the jump, we got beef. We don't like each other. Very good. All right, so now let's get back into the ring. This, on entrances alone, I was fucking hooked. We had the House of Black or Kings of the Black Knight or whatever the fuck they're called, walking out, Goddamn, I'm holding my wife's hand because I'm so fucking scared from both of them, scaring the shit out of me. And as soon as I finally get the courage to open up my eyes and, and watch the next entrance, it's Pac, who's probably the scariest of all four of them because I think this isn't an act for him,
1: <laughs> <Right>. walks
0: out. <laughs> he does his shit. And then we get the debut of Pinta Oscaro. Is that yeah, how you say it? I don't I know how to no say clue. it oscaro o-s-c-u-r-o that i wrote oscuro. it down but i don't know how to say Oscuro. yeah, yeah. penta oscaro fucking alex marvez or whatever the fuck his name is uh looking like goddamn yeah. count choculo right. walking out yeah. here with him
1: exactly oh,
0: great shit
1: yeah that was all great setup it got you into this mood. The, the critique i have of that is like that could have been built like that could have been a big event that could have story been revolution nine. right yeah yep
0: now I think we're getting the revolution match in a couple of weeks. Cause I think next week we may be getting someone, uh, back to full strength. One Ray. Yeah, I forget. I forget what
1: he, what his injury was and how long he was supposed to be out. But yeah. Well,
0: remember he fell through that table and he fucked up his, yeah. I think it was his elbow. Something, 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 something but yeah, up. but I think he it's going to be great. Cheek. Something. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Let's call it that. It a, we yeah, don't back he check here. Yep. Yeah. We don't fact check. But I think for as cool as the debut of Penta Oscaro is the reformation of Death Triangle, do you see the fucking words I'm saying here? Like woo goddamn. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I like it. So what, the reason I like why, the,
1: uh, I like in the match too how like he goes to spit the black mist and they're like, nah, fuck you." <laughs> Just uh, never ever have I seen thing. anybody ever do that in a spit the mist thing. So That's great. the
0: smartest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I love it again. We're, we're with 2.0 and with Pinto covering the mouth. Not everyone's a fucking idiot in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, right.
1: i Sometimes you get that. burned by the same guy doing the same thing. Exactly. And boom, oh, nope. And he shows and up
0: he, with puffed cheeks and a kissy face, he's about to mm. spit in your face. <laughs> and he swallowed it. Right. Now, I, I wish. This is splitting hairs. This really is splitting hairs. I wish that would have done something to yeah. him when he swallowed it. Like, oh, I can't, you know, had to. Yeah, he it didn't changes people
1: to get in your eyes. So why wouldn't it? I mean, I guess it right. changed maybe. But
0: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, something yeah. to where it's like, this is re- like a, a, a chair shot to the throat almost, yeah. you know, something like that. But anyhow, regardless, that's splitting hairs. Uh, this match was fun. The finish, again, was great. Covering up uh, Black's uh, mouth, uh, spit, all that. But the lights go out. So, uh, Kings of the Black Knight, House of Black, whatever the fuck we're calling, yeah. uh, they win the match. No,
1: yeah. no, it was the other ones, didn't they? They. they oh the, no, no, no. Pinta. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Pinta and Pac won the match. Right. King uh, House of Black walked out uh, with their heads held up. I'm sorry. Yes, because Penta yeah. did the thing. I'm sorry. Right. Um. So Penta and Pac win the match. Lights go out. Buddy. Matthews, Murphy. Yeah, I think it's Matthews. Buddy Matthews shows up. And immediately, because we're the Smarks, we go like, ooh, they didn't like each other in WWE. Are they going to not like each other here? And they flirted with that. But then. Well, they just went back to
1: it. Like, because he was, you know, I mean, he had psychological fucking control over him.
0: Right. And so then Buddy then attacks uh, Penta and Pac. And so does um, Black and <laughs> yeah. Brody. And what do I you think? I guess my thing is, like, yeah, A,
1: you know, if somebody was going to join this House of Black group, like, I, you know, you would have thought it would have fit more than this Buddy Matthews conflicted character, right? We're just going to replay it back, which is what I feel like. So I feel like, you know, when he was Aleister Black, they were letting him start to do some of the character work he wanted. Then they let him go. And he was like, I want to keep doing this. So he came up with this and he's still doing it. But I didn't think he meant he had to run everything back. Right. So now here comes Buddy, not Murphy Matthews. And look, hey, he's looks like he's still taking that WWE diet and looks like Mm -hmm. a million dollars. Looks like a young Triple H. But Mm -hmm. man, there really was not much else to him. And when we tried, a little bit sketch. You know, with Guerrero's daughter. Oh, um, yeah, you know when I he's mean, kissing a, a minor. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I just don't know that I have a whole lot of high hopes for that guy. And, again, as we've said, AW signed a whole bunch of people. Well, now here's just another one to kind of float it. So, but the one thing that really stuck out to me before we move on is that, like, we talked about the Kings of the Black throne.
0: Sure. We don't they,
1: they hadn't lost a match. And now – you know, Penta and, and 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 they beat him, and then they get attacked afterwards. And as I'm attacking him, Buddy Matthews comes out. Oh no! Oh, it's a swerve! It's against them. The correct way to do that is Buddy Matthews comes out before the match is over, but then cheats them out, and and the Kings of the Black Throne are still winning. They they cheated to win with the swerve. Like, why did he? Why did he wait to beat them up after they won the match? buddy matthews you know what i mean yeah. like why didn't he help them win the match why yeah. is he helping them in the post beatdown where they didn't need help He was about to stab his neck with a fucking shovel why did you stop that that's true <laughs> why did you that. stop yeah. that
0: yeah <laughs> why did you stop your leader from doing what he wanted
1: why did you stop that right so it just that part didn't make sense to me that's where i was like guys did you really you, you thought like we could, do this, we could do this and 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 you went okay start again what are we doing <laughs> right like you didn't do that part right you yeah. guys went yeah mm-hmm. it's good and nobody did a proofreading
0: yeah i yeah. agree here's my thing with buddy matthews is just like i said earlier in the show if i blindfolded you tim mm, and i yeah, gave no. you five people and they said my name is buddy and he's even got an accent like i said that's a sorrow yeah no yeah no. And, and here's the thing i think buddy matthews looks like a million dollars and the IWC is excited because Kenny Omega said he would like to wrestle him. Right. That's the two things that it's his calling card. Kenny Omega, the best wrestler in the world wants to wrestle this guy. And I mean, wouldn't you like to look like him? Right. Those are the two things, everything else. What? Here's the other part that I, now again, the swerve, he's supposed to look like buddy Murphy Matthews. Right. I get that. But next week, is he just going to be in shiny gray pants while Brody King and Aleister Black look like just came from an abandoned warehouse in the worst part of your city? Right. It's going to make it weird. And another thing about what you said,
1: if everybody's excited because, like, we might get Kenny Omega versus Buddy Matthews. Why the fuck are you excited about that? Because you may have never seen it. It may have never happened. But can't you already
0: map out what's going to happen False in False finishes, yeah. The, Crazy moves.
1: Kenny you make it as the same shit every match? Like, come on, guys. What are you talking about? Yes, athleticism and moves and matches are great when they fit the narrative and the storyline of what we're trying to tell here. Mm-hmm. But, like, not just because... Well, we've never seen Buddy Matthews and Kenny Omega. We don't have to! I can tell you
0: what it will be like! <laughs> yeah, the only thing that you won't know is uh, Tony Khan putting over which guy. That's the only fucking, mystery there. Fucking Christ. Now... It's like, It's the curly hairathon? a thon dude. Right. Oh now, get... now, Kenny Omega can tell good stories right he did the he was the heel oh, sure. in the hangman right. he did the 69 me don with john sure. moxley and yeah. all that stuff you know yep. he can do good stuff but He's just not because, gonna with buddy matthews <laughs> yeah exactly but like just because we put it on paper i need a little bit more with these two talents that's all i'm saying but let's move on so again mm.
1: buddy matthews has uh, the bobby lashley disease right like he he, he doesn't say much, and when he does, you're kind of like, mm, maybe you shouldn't have said much.
0: Right. Now maybe that's why he's with Alistair, or excuse me, with Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the whole thing. Is he can't. But if he is, you gotta look different. I understand. I'm giving it a pass for the first time because the swerve was teased, and it wouldn't make sense if he was grunged yeah, out. But you did the swerve in the wrong spot. You did. He swerved in the complete <laughs> wrong spot. Yeah. Now that you bring that up, I can't yeah. see it or can't right? think about that. It's yeah. Like, why did you
1: stop? Why did you stop him? Why did you stop him? Well, because we thought. You do that in the match where he's like, they're going to win, and he comes out, and everybody's like, oh, shit. And then you go, nope, right? And then everybody's like, oh, man, you fucker. And then their hands are raised, and then they're beating the guys up.
0: Right. So after that, we got the announcement that at Revolution, we are getting the champion, Mm. Dr. Britt Baker, D. MD taking on Thunder Rosa. They went back to how Britt Baker has uh, never lost to Thunder Rosa because the Lights Out match didn't count. Thunder Rosa saying, this time I'm going to put a L on your record. Oh, I can't wait. More of this.
1: Yeah, and I think we may be seeing the end of the DMD era, if I'm being honest. I mean, we'll make picks next week, but oh so we'll have another show behind us because i mean yeah I, i'm still about 50 50 but like if it were me i'm probably ending the dmd era on this unless she does something to make you be like she fucking killed her right like you know i mean something sinister
0: i oh okay I'll, I'll, I'll show you my cards now i'm putting Britt baker over by shenanigans so that then the next match is is the stipulation because so far on the surface okay, this is just one, a yeah. yeah this is just a straight up championship match makes sense give me the so
1: you one win one win
0: right and then, then you give the me the ladder match or the cage Same match
1: stampede match something yeah <laughs> right.
0: something i think yeah i'm just gonna tell you now i'm picking Britt baker because i think the next thing that we do is the blow off where yeah, it's good. oh my oh, god Anyhow, yeah. you got a chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after the commercial break, we get the confrontation between Chris Jericho, who now has abs. What the fuck did that happen? Looked like mm-hmm. a fucking David Hasselhoff drunken video a couple weeks ago. Now he's got abs? Yeah. Uh, taking on, or I guess um, verbally battling, Eddie Kingston.
1: Jericho went through some kind of crisis, right? Because he got the hair plugs, he got the abs back he's yeah you know i mean but teeth straightened up he but how uh, so
0: quick i get the hair plus well, couple... so like, he, how do you do that yeah,
1: well you fucking you hire a nutritionist who's making your meals and and you know what i mean like forcing you to only eat things you're training at certain times with the fucking elite trainer or something like when you got money you can make things happen
0: you think he was just flexing the entire time when he wasn't talking just
1: ugh. I told you, he looked weird, like he was like, Yeah, he's probably like oh, I'm sucking <laughs> yeah. in the whole time. <laughs> like, I gotta get these
0: abs, goddammit! So, like, he's at the bar hitting on someone. So, this was great. One thing that I thought was interesting, and I kind of applaud them, but also well, I would be mad if I was there, is they had the security to give you this false sense of like they're gonna fight each other, but they never went to it, mm-hmm. and that's cool because, again, the trope of. Well, the security guard's there, they got to get beat up yeah, or they got to separate. The table's getting flipped. Right? The only thing I thought of the entire time is like, if I was the second row behind these fucking security guards, get them shit. the fuck out of here. I can't see Eddie and Chris. That was my only thing. But what'd you think of this? So I think Eddie Kingston did some great
1: promo work here, right? Very heartfelt stuff. Chris Jericho just felt, you know, it felt like easy, low-hanging fruit of like, you're scared of your own success thing. It's like, I. We, I don't know that we've gotten that. Like, that's great for him versus Hangman, right? Well, but we haven't but gotten we, much of that from Eddie Kingston. Like, we haven't got the, like, I'm scared of my own success from Eddie Kingston, have we?
0: Well, that's a, that's a different shade, I feel like, of what CM Punk said when it was CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, where it was like, you were lazy, that's why we were mean to you. You didn't put in the work. And right. I feel like we're saying kind of the same thing with, like, the you're afraid of success. Now, Chris Jericho took it a little one step farther with saying, like, your dad's a loser. Your uncle's a loser. Like, that was when I was like, okay. Like, yeah. you have a history. Now we have you know, always,
1: like, like, Eddie's always been like, don't fucking talk about my loved
0: one. Right, right, but, like, Chris Jericho, I felt like, was saying, like, your bloodline is just fucking losers. Now, that's a fucking goddamn, right? Uh, but I felt like the, yeah, the, the beef is... Chris Jericho likes him, but he Eddie just doesn't get out of his own way. It's like, well, Punk said that, and then John Moxley even kind of said that when they were doing the title feud. So,
1: yeah, now yeah, now too. As much as we love Eddie Kingston, though, there isn't much else. Like he doesn't present a whole lot to like say against him in that regard, right? I mean, he's a fighter. Yeah. And he's a brawler. I do like when he was like, you're a common street thug, and Eddie Kingston's like, you don't even know what that fucking means. Right. Like, fuck you. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, which is a great comment to make, because, like, a fucking real street thug would have killed you already,
0: Mm -hmm. you know what I
1: mean? Like, and taking your fucking wallet, so
0: my favorite part that made me giggle was when Jericho tried to go into this. Do you know what the fear of success is or success? Oh, yeah, like, or yeah. Do you know, yeah. Do you know what that word means? And he's like, no, I got a G D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, oh, I laughed I like, out
1: loud on that one. It was good.
0: Yeah. I just like how authentic mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston is yes. because I don't feel like he even had bullet points. He no. just was like, I don't like you now he could almost start to go down this rabbit hole of just like, okay, so Eddie, you just don't like anyone. Like, why aren't you liking these people? Yeah. This one's the the rest of the world can't
1: be wrong. If you hate everyone, it's probably you. It's you. Right.
0: This one though, I, because it, it centers around Santana and Ortiz, I have a little bit more understanding of why Eddie doesn't like Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho is fucking over his friends. So that makes more sense for this story. But I'm just saying like going forward, Let's let's yeah. get it a well, little but, more. Well, but so to it. Eddie
1: Kingston did say he was like, you know, you you, you hype up these kids and like stick with me, kin, whatever. And he's like, I prefer to do things myself. But like, if we followed the Eddie Kingston storylines, like that's not always true either. Like you had a gang yeah. of, of boys, you know. What oh, then like, Pinta,
0: right. yeah, you had mm-hmm. Pinta and yeah, um, even here in AEW. Yeah, you had Pinta right. and Ray Phoenix and Butcher and the Blade. You right. had some guys. So, right. um, yeah, I, I'm excited. This was fun to get me really invested because, Ooh, you know, uh, let's do something fucking nuts next week. That's all I'm saying. Let's yeah. do one more crazy thing. That's yeah. that's what I'm into.
1: Let's fucking turn his wife in for running into the Capitol on January.
0: 6th. Hey, so then, uh, a group that says they have all the fucking money in the world, but every time they do a goddamn promo, it's on the stairs. Yeah. Like it's a fucking high school right. video. God damn it. Matt Hardy has a meeting with Andrade. And Andrade says yeah, they he's they gonna win the
1: Why are they never
0: Yeah? In their I get limo. that we want to get everyone in the shot and like stares the to do it. Or or just yeah, or a suite. Yeah, or a suite.
1: But, yeah. But where uh, is the actual Hardy family
0: office? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So uh Andrade takes on Sammy Guevara this Friday night for the TNT championship. And then, I think it was announced, and again, I'm not fact-checking here, but is it Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Private Party taking on someone at Revolution?
1: It was It was a three-on-three, three. so it's Hardy, yeah. Andrade, and one of Private Party?
0: Someone. Versus who? I forget who else there. Yeah, I forget who it was because it was like Sammy Guevara, uh, Darby Allen, and Sting. That's yes. what it is. So it's Darby Allen, uh, Sammy Guevara, Sting Tornado on one side. Trios. Yeah. Look, guys, God damn it. I get it. That would be a fun match on Dynamite. But for Revolution, have your TNT champion defend his title. This is where Cody, if we go back to Cody... He's having a match against Anthony Agogo, which is a nothing kind of promo or uh, nothing kind of program. Ended and Sammy Gavark, well, but I'm saying there's not a lot of substance to the it. The man very like, racism. Tom. I mean, credits him. That's why he's retired. He right. retired. He's not yeah, going to do what else are you going to do? Yeah, what else is he going to do? All end up homelessness that. on a wrestling promo. So you don't think. All right. Racism. Totally understand. Yeah. But this is where if it was Cody in this spot, you get the triple threat of Darby Allen, Andrade and Cody. Right. So right. like just pulled that. That's why the Sammy Guevara title reign is not that interesting so far. This is where
1: we get the reflective belt is on and fuck it. Jeff Hardy comes out to be the third man. Cause Sammy gets jumped or something. No, Jeff Hardy on with the, like it's going to be, he's going to replace one of them private party fucks. They're going to,
0: Oh, on the bad side. You think he's coming in as a... Hit? Well, we can't. No. Jeff yeah. Hardy. Yeah, he's Hardy Family Office. I know, Again, remember no. what you think the fucking family means. Well, no, I know that, but look, I, we don't understand the Hardys, right? We've always... Yeah, what you're doing right here. <laughs> but there is something behind Jeff Hardy where can't hate universally... Him. Nobody hates him, yeah. No one hates him. So yeah, he's not coming nobody in. Nobody boo getting, him. No one's getting... Yeah, he's not getting booze well, his first night.
1: Tagging up with his partner in and Andrade might get him some booze.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't uh, fucking want to boo it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But that's man, it. What they're gonna mi- take somebody out.
1: The Hardy family office. They're gonna take one of the guys out. It's gonna be Sammy. Right. It's gonna be Sammy. They're gonna take Sammy out. Right. I think Sammy's mm-hmm. even injured. I, I. Maybe I think this maybe that's why he's not doing that. take Sammy out. They're going to be like, oh, if you can't find anybody and things going to be like, you think I don't know people like I got connections. Like, I know you're big money, Matt. I know you got connections, but I got some connections, too. And you're connected to them as well. And then. (laughs) Right. Fucking thrusting. And like Matt Hardy's
0: freaking out. And there we go you know AEW can be one of the most meta companies of all time right Mm -hmm. with just their self-awareness of iwc culture if that happens i feel like sting has to acknowledge hey jeff are you sober because the last time i fucking had you in the ring i had to pin your ass because you were too he could even say
1: like i got a guy who owes me a big favor
0: right yeah and that's what we're alluding to
1: like I didn't end everything for him before. Yeah. So he owes me one, even though. Right.
0: Right. And then there you go. Yeah. I think if they do that, that that has to be addressed, but we'll see again, not the biggest fan of this match. It'll be fine. But Jeff Hardy, save that for your picks next week. Uh, Let's get back into the ring here. We get the face of the revolution qualifier where Ricky Starks took on 10. What'd you think of this?
1: I thought the ending was weird. Like, Ten, they've been building this guy up as like, oh shit, like we might get a ten run here, and he's starting to use the ten and stuff, and then just like a little whoopsie do and a fucking cross body by Ricky Starks, and suddenly you know Ricky Starks is winning. It wasn't like a schoolboy or anything. It was weird, right? It was like a that knocked you out, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one bothered me a little, albeit like the right choice in who wins that match and who goes on to the thing is Ricky Starks. You're wrong. Oh, big,
0: meaty, beefy man well, we've got that. And we get but that Ricky, later. We get a little, little stare down coming down. But you have Ten, Powerhouse,
1: Hobbs, Wardlow, and Keith Lee. Whoa. Well, because you could even do this. Like Ten gets in, and then Ricky starts there's still more spot. Ricky Starks is like, no, no, no I'm getting in. And he gets another match and he loses it. And he can like, you know what I mean? Like Ricky Starks tries really hard and never gets in. And then Tez is kind of like, bro. You know what I mean? Well so yeah, three tries at it, dude. Like, so
0: the storyline. The storyline, the correct person won. Because now we have two members of Team mm-hmm, Taz, right. what happens when Powerhouse Hobbs yeah. and Ricky Starks are both climbing the ladder. That's the more interesting story. But for my little heart, I wanted the big be, meaty men wrestling in a match. Well, we've already where, got some big meaty men in that match. Well, but now we kind of know that Ricky Starks is going to bump for everyone, yeah. right? But if you put 10 in there, who's going to be the bumper? Who's going to be the one that takes all this shit? Keith Lee? I don't think so. Like, Powerhouse Hobbs? Probably not. That's where I was interested. I wanted all the biggest guys that they had. Put in Brian Cage and 10 and put in anyone else. This may be jumping
1: around a little bit. You know, we get that backstage segment with Ricky Starks coming up on Keith Lee and being like, oh, look, you know what I mean? New territories, old faces, right? Like, how's it going? And talk shit. And then, like, a thing I never even crossed my mind yet because I hadn't seen it but now I need it, was Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: the fucking Powerhouse, like, stepping up and being like, so looking speedo. at him like, you? Like, you're a, like you're a little bitch, right? And mm-hmm. Keith Lee being like, oh, you ready to do this, my man? And I love, even Rick Stark's like, nah, 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 nah. We're going to go ahead and we're going to save this. We'll see you. God, it was great. I loved all of that, right? Yeah. So
0: little was said, and it didn't need to be, right? The looks- yeah. The, the yeah. one trope of pro wrestling, and this is again, splitting hairs, but I said it out loud when I was watching it that I think we need to, to work on is we went to Keith Lee and he was mad, but it was just, and then Keith Lee, like, mm-hmm. I would have said like, I don't like those fucking guys or something, yeah. right? Like something just,
1: yeah, and that's not Keith the, Lee's the fault. Knowing... That's a, gays, right? Yeah, yeah you're right. right.
0: That's not Keith Lee's fault. That's a right. pro wrestler across the yeah. board.
1: Yeah, have him say uh, something to whoever it was. Was it Tony? Yeah, Tony Schiavone was. was yeah. yeah,
0: Tony, he could have just looked at Tony and was like, like, I, I think those guys are up thing, to no good.
1: Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> just something, right? Like, yeah,
0: exactly. It's fucking
1: breast. So, it's like a cheesesteak. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: something. So backstage, we get Red Wagon uh, hmm. and the Bucks and they get heated and yeah, Adam sure. Cole's like, get in, uh, get in line, They're be friends. Cause next week we're doing this shit again. Cause we have round two and the young bucks are going to win that. So I predicted it, (laughs) but I don't care about that. But again, the, the story is what will, and I'll say it correctly, just so new listeners know what I'm saying here, red dragon and the young bucks, what will happen between them? And it's like, you know, they should be focused on, jurassic express because that's the champion here's
1: why it falls flat a little bit for me is because like what will happen between them they'll fight yeah they have to fight they'll fight and like that's what you've like they've been nearly fighting from the moment they stepped in the door so like
0: okay (laughs) right like of course of course they're gonna fight they don't like each other well yeah and that's the thing too it's not like oh, wait a minute, we're best friends, and now we're in a match this together? is the we mega have to... powers exploding? Right, this, this isn't, yeah, brothers having to fight each other kind of thing. I haven't it's... seen any lust in anybody's eyes. Ooh, brother. Anyhow, uh, TBS championship match, which was great because it was on TBS. Uh, Jade Cargill taking on the bunny, and uh, did you catch, um, again, I hate to be a jerk here, but did you catch where Jade Cargill almost uh, cost herself the championship? Hmm. They did what? Uh, uh, what's what's the female's uh, name? The ref, Oh, Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one, two, and Jade's supposed to kick out, and she goes, and then goes, oh, and fucking Jr. goes like, looks like someone's asleep at the wheel. It's like, goddamn man, like keep that shit to yourself because yeah. that's what made me notice. Because then I rewound, and I was like, oh, Jade, you dummy, you know. But what'd you think of the match?
1: Yeah, I um, I thought the match was fine. I like that they're. You know this is a streak, and she is. You know they they're alluding to the Goldberg stuff with small who's hints at it. Who's next? Who's next? Who's left? She said. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but this isn't all squash matches for her, right? The bunny was giving her a run for the money, right? And mm-hmm. good, right? Because yes, she's a powerhouse, and yes, she can throw these little fucks around, but she's also new, right? So like you're you're discrediting somebody's experience if you just let the new person just throw them around like a sack of shit. So I like that, and man. The answer to the call of Who's Left, Ty Conti, ready to box a bitch with yeah. some great television. She was like, as I'm the one who's going to kick your ass. And, like, just gets up in her fucking face and is like, yeah, yeah, that is what I fucking said. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Like, oh, and she kissed her on the forehead. Oh, right Jake Cargill? Cargill oh. Yeah, because she did the, like, you're too small. Mm-hmm. Like, the NBA basketball, like, when someone oh. gets dunked on, then they look at him and say, like, you're too small. Kissing mm. on the forehead, it's just like the... Like the, you're my child ah, kind of so diss there. Yeah, it was great. Instantly
1: ready for that match with without much said. So great.
0: Sim- simplicity. That's what it was, is because, look, both girls, are I think, are going to be amazing. But currently, they're not moving the needle with their promos. So they didn't do 10 minutes like NMJF or whatever. They just kept it to, like, who's next? Me. What? Fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. Well, and the thing with right? Ty
1: Conti is, again, like, not everybody knows the person's history, but we know we well, probably legitimately could beat the shit out of her.
0: Well, you know what I mean? and, <laughs> like, right. and again, if you don't know her background, Tecati at the last pay-per-view took on Britt Baker mm-hmm. for the women's championship. So this is a legitimate contender for the secondary title, right. which is the TBS yeah. championship. So it's great
1: now, but they've even alluded to it like, like martial arts background.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know yeah.
1: What I mean like, you know, actual fighter turned wrestler. Right. right.
0: Now the weird thing is, and I understand that they have a beef, which is maybe the, the reasoning behind this, but like, why would the bunny beat up Tay Conti with Jade Cargill after Jay just threw her face. Yeah, into the- that was a weird one too. Uh, yeah, I didn't that get that. Weird. Now. I think the reason is because then if you saw Anna J comes out with the chair, I think we're going to get Anna J Tay Conti versus bunny and Jade Cargill. Okay. But still, Bunny just is fine with that. Like, oh, Jade, you 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 gave me a concussion and broke my nose. But like, I'll tag with you. Well, the Bunny
1: doesn't have to be fine with things because she's out of her mind. Right? That's
0: true. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah so. I guess so. So, yeah. All right. Then uh, again, we talked about the Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs. So let's get right into the main event. Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia. What did you think? I think
1: it was every bit of the match we thought it would be, right? Like, brutal but still a map-based match, right? Um, And just, you know, like, Daniel Garcia got a lot of time to shine here and show that, like, he's capable of doing all this shit. But yet, the veteran that is, Brian Danielson, still got the veteran. I like that he's, like, flexing at the end as he's got the fucking move on him and stuff. Um, super good stuff. Super good stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Brian Danielson gets the Nate Diaz triangle with mm-hmm. the flex. I'll send it to you like in a real fight. That's okay. what Nate Diaz does. It's so great. Uh, but what I liked after is that, uh, Danielson gets on the mic. He's like, that's exactly what I wanted to see. And is like gassing up Daniel Garcia. Garcia's like, Hey, I beat you. So that's why I should be your mentor, but I like what you're doing. And then, as we mentioned earlier in this show, 2.0 is like, stop talking to our friend and they jump him. Fuck they life. beat him up. Yeah, <laughs> fucking life, bing-bong, and then it fucking hit him in the head and stuff. Uh, and so 2.0 jumps Brian Danielson. Again, heels jumping a heel. Kind of liked it. Also, Daniel Garcia joins in this ass-whipping. It wasn't like, Daniel Garcia is this conflicted, like, what do I do? Kind of like how, it's like, you, know, you know, fuck you, in, bitch. Yeah, it's not like how in other stories of like, oh, I'm conflicted. It's, oh, I'm fucking this guy, right? Uh, so who comes to save the day? John Moxley,
1: Damn near which kills I like. Daniel Garcia with his fucking whatever he calls his move there. The yeah,
0: right the Death right rider, rider, I yeah. think, or the uh, Paradigm Shift. That's so, what yeah, he calls
1: Paradigm it. Shift. Yep,
0: it's a Death Rider, I think, in GCW. What I like about this is its continuity, because the last time we saw John Moxley before he left for rehab, it was him and Eddie Kingston beating the shit out of 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. So like, it makes sense why he would make the save for Brian Brian Danielson, because he doesn't like 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Now we get a quick little promo at the end and it's simple. And it's like, yeah, okay. You can't, can't be with me if you don't bleed. Well, then we'll get the match, but realize I don't have to bleed. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, he said like, I don't need one of these to make a man bleed. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah so great yeah
0: i like that because it's the like it made me think that brian danielson is telling john moxley like oh we are not gonna be in an instant classic you are gonna get fucked up and then let's team up
1: right yeah <laughs> like, like i get what you're saying like you don't you you're a lone wolf and you don't want to work with somebody but you do want to work with me now i got through to you however you still need to flex and show that, like, you're the top guy allowing this to go on. And I'll just show you that you're wrong,
0: and then we can move on. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a matter of fact. Like, right? It's fine.
1: Like, yeah. yeah, it's fine. I will beat your ass real quick so that you understand that, like, we don't have to do this anymore. We won't have these power struggles anymore. You'll understand I'm better, and you'll let me lead the way, and, and I'll show you greatness.
0: I think that's a great angle mm-hmm. to take because it's not the, you know, uh, it almost reminded me, again, not to the same level but where Hogan and rock did their stare down before, uh, WrestleMania and Hogan was like, Oh, like I'll fight you. But like, do you know who you are? And you know who I am? Yeah. It felt a little bit like that where Brian Danielson. Now he wants to work with John Moxley, but he's saying like, okay, if you want to bleed, it's you that's doing it. Not me. So, all right.
1: Have fun. Thought it was great. Right, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. I'm super excited for that.
0: So that is our AEW Dynamite recap. And uh, again, MJF, Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, Hangman Adam Page, got some good in-ring action, Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia, Jade Cargill still flexing on them bitches, kissing ladies on the forehead to show that she ain't even worried about them. All around, great show. Well, what, what was the other than the MJF is what I think you're going to say. But what else uh, is a lasting memory from from this episode? Oh, hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, the yeah, I mean, the MJF thing sticks out. I think this I, I'm really intrigued by this. Daniel Bryan, John Moxley Bryan angle that we're doing. Oh, yeah. Brian Danielson, John Moxley mm-hmm.
0: angle that we're doing. Really yeah.
1: excited for this. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and That's revolution unique. just. And Revolution just keeps getting more stacked. We've had
1: the tag teams of guys who, like, didn't necessarily like each other. Right? The bar. But, but knew they could get ahead. But we've never seen it where, like, we don't like each other, but we're, they're not like, let's... We don't like each other, but let's team up and go get a title. It's like, we don't like each other, but let's, like, show these fucking kids how to kill people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's yeah. do
0: that. Okay. Well, we have right. a, yeah. yeah, it's like a we have an understanding of a philosophy, and we are the last of a dying breed. So right. let's get that next We're competing generation, in the same
1: space, but let's show people how it's done.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I like that. And yeah, revolution just has me pumped because even the, even the latter match has now, uh, some story into it again. I wanted the big meaty beefy men, but like yeah, you did. two members of team Taz, what happens there? Right? right. Like I'm yeah. interested more right. in that. So, all around great episode. All oh, And it. hey, love buddy, uh, buddy, we got a buddy now. Buddy guy is here. Yeah, everyone's yeah. favorite buddy. My buddy. Yeah, there my is. buddy.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. What well, else you then got? tune in to us next week because we're going to make some revolution picks. We want you to do that. Use the hashtag, tweet the table, go on Twitter and give us your picks, uh, and chat with us next week when we come back with another episode of the Spanish Announced Table.
0: The Spanish Announced Table. We'll be